Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, I got a great question uh, this week from Dylan. Dylan's a uh, podcast listener to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast, and he's from Texas. And Dylan wanted to know, how can the insurance company pay you back more than you put into your plan? Are you earning interest or is your money invested and can it go down in value if the investment goes down in value? Okay. So first off, this is a a great question, Dylan. And um, I'll tell you what, we love getting these questions. They're very meaningful and it helps us help you understand the options out there. So if you have a question for us, you know, go to our website, 525 Long-Term Care Radio and just uh, send us a question. We'd love to get those. And so I really appreciate this question this week, Dylan. And there's a lot going on here. So let's unpack this. Um, Dylan is really asking about the asset-based long-term care plans. These are the programs that pay you back if you never use it. So the first part of his question is, how can the insurance company pay you back more than you put into the plan? So he's been listening to the podcast and heard some of our clients of the week. Now, this is a multi-part question, and I want to do my best to really just provide some very meaningful information so that you'll have a better understanding of how these programs work and really give you some things to think about before you start thinking about planning for yourself, especially when you're interested in one of these asset-based plans. So let's go back to the, uh, you know, start with how can the company pay you back more than you put into your plan? And let me just clarify this right away. First off, not all asset-based plans are going to pay you back or pay your estate back more than you put into them. For instance, my own personal plan will not pay me back as much as I put in. I think I'm going to put in about $235,000 over 10 years. My guarantee return, meaning if I don't use the plan, $200,000 is paid back to the estate. Now, what is going to determine how much you get back is going to be based on multiple factors, including how you pay for your plan, how much is your benefit, and what riders you attach to your plan, you know, like inflation riders, for instance. And then, of course, your age and your health and the type of asset-based plan you have. So there's several factors, multiple factors in there that are going to determine how the plan is set up and how it pays back. And you're going to determine that when you take your plan out. So let's just break this down a bit more. First off, how you pay for your plan. If you fund your plan in a single payment upfront. Um, the insurance company has more money to work with. And so there is less risk to them, right? So you walk in with a couple hundred thousand dollars and just deposit to them. Well, the insurance company has that money day one to put to work and it's less risk to them. If you pay into the plan over say 10 years, there's more risk to the insurance company as you might go on claim during those 10 years, which the waiver premium would kick in, meaning you're not making those payments anymore, or you might pass away. You might get in an accident and die, and then they would pay out that full death benefit. So keep that in mind. How you pay, how you fund that plan is really going to determine the return to, of, of premium, what that amount is to the estate. An example, you know, a 65-year-old couple could write a check for $275,000 to the insurance, and they would get $10,000 a month for life for each of them. So it's $20,000 a month if both were on claim. But that plan would pay them back $333,000 if they never used it. So there's an example. They're getting more money back than they put into the plan if they don't use it. But if that same couple set up a 10-pay plan like I have, so they're going to make 10 annual payments those payments would be $37,000 a year for 10 years. So now you're putting $370,000 into the plan, but only getting $333,000 back if they don't use it. It's exactly the same plan. The catch is one of them, if you go on claim during the 10 years when you're on that 10 pay, it's a joint plan, but let's just say one of them go on claim. Well, they're going to waive that premium. That particular carrier waives the premium when you go on, on claim. So 
if they both go out and get hit by the bus and they're both gone, they just wrote a check for $37,000. Well, that same $333,000 death benefit is going to be paid out. So there's a little bit of trade-off. And I mean, think about this. Gosh, I mean, how great would it be if we knew when we were going to go on claim, what the magnitude of it was, and, and you know, make the funding options for long-term care a lot easier. But we just don't know that, right? But the bottom line here is the faster you pay into your plan, the more money you put in um, up front, the more leverage you will have, meaning the less it's going to cost you for the same amount of insurance. So that's number one, how you pay for your plan. Number two, what I want you to understand is how much benefits do your plans pay out? This is another important factor on whether you get more money back than you put into your plan. Let's go back to that same 65-year-old couple with $10,000 a month for life. If they kept the $10,000 a month benefit, but only got 66 months worth of coverage instead of a lifetime coverage, okay, that 10-pay plan would drop from $37,000 a year down to $27,000. So the single pay would drop down to $202,000. But guess what? The death benefit's still $333,000. So in that example, even if you're doing a 10 pay, you're going to get more money back than you put into your plan. It's just that you don't have unlimited lifetime benefits. So the length of coverage will also be a factor on how that plan pays the estate back if you don't use it. So that's key to know. The next thing I want to talk about is inflation riders. Riders, there's several riders, but the inflation rider is the number one rider. So inflation riders grow your monthly benefit at a set rate. So if I have that $10,000 a month, I can put a 3% inflation rider on it. I can put a 5% inflation rider. All that means is that monthly benefit's going to increase by 3% or 5% every year. Okay. Some plans will even give a simple inflation, which uh, is simple or compound. And simple just says, you know, if it was $10,000 a 3% simple, it would just go up by $300 every year, where the compound is going to be $300 the first year. The second year is going to be like three ten dollars or whatever, because you're compounding on the growth from the year before. Inflation riders do not grow the death benefit. This is something key to understand, but instead they grow the monthly long-term care benefit. So that death benefit's going to remain static on the asset-based plans. We don't have a growing death benefit like you do on whole life insurance. You have a static death benefit. What you're growing is the long-term care benefit. Inflation riders cost additional premium, and that additional cost may mean that you don't get as much back as you put into your plan. That's where I'm at. So this is, this is how my plan is set up. I've got $8,000 a month. The benefit is what I started with, 3% compound inflation. I'm going to put 235 into my plan. I'm only getting 200 back. The reason why is that inflation rider does not have a return of premium tied to it. So you just that's just a true expense. That's a true cost of doing business. Oftentimes, we will compare plans with inflation and without inflation options. And sometimes, especially for older people, once we start getting into our 60s, a lot of times it just simply makes sense to go to a higher benefit. For instance, if you take a 65-year-old couple and you said, okay, um, I'm going to put $5,000 a month to a benefit, that's what I want, and I want 3% inflation. So that's going to grow that. It's going to take them 24 years for that $5,000 to turn into $10,000. Or you could take $10,000 a month right out of the gate all years. Well, the plan without the inflation would cost basically about the same, but there's a catch that plan without the inflation is going to have a higher death benefit. It's going to guarantee more money coming back to the estate than the plan with the inflation rider. So those are some things you need to know. And I will tell you, a lot of advisors haven't figured this out. They just, they haven't wrapped their mind around this. They just think, well, we need inflation, inflation, inflation. And it's like, well, but if you're starting at $5,000 for a 65-year-old, it's going to take them 24 years to go to 10000 Why won't you just start with $10,000 right out of the gate? The other thing I like about that strategy is that if something happens earlier on, meaning you go on claim sooner, it's probably going to be more catastrophic than if you're, you know, 88 or 92 set in your rocking chair and you you just have aged into it. So keep that in mind. Inflation factor is a true cost and that can have a big determining factor on whether you're going to get your money back or not if you don't use your plan. Now, um, other individual plans will often show inflation riders to be added. They will increase the return of premium, meaning that um, for instance, we have plans that will give you like six years of coverage and you can put a 3% compound inflation rider on them. And if you're paying over 10 years at the end of that 10th year, you can have the rider to where you'll get 100% of your money back even if you don't use your plan or if you cancel your plan. So this is called vesting. And in our world, what that vesting means is that you can get 100% of your premiums back over a period of time. It's usually most carriers now have gone to 10 years. They don't want you pulling that money out. But I do have a carrier that will give you your money back 
right out of the gate, 100% of it if you don't use it. And lastly, what I want to talk about in this segment here is age and health. The younger, healthier people have a lot more options of getting more money back than they put into their plan because the cost of insurance is a lot less for them. And the same for healthier people. If you get rated on an insurance company, and and not all insurance companies rate, a lot of insurance companies are yay or nay, but some companies will have tables, meaning, you know, one, two, three, four, five different price categories. And if you're down at the bottom of that, a lot of times it's like, yeah, you're going to have to put more money into that plan than you're going to get back um, just because the cost of insurance for you is so much more. So again, younger, healthier people, that's going to be a much better chance on these asset-based plans of getting a lot of times even twice as much money back as you put into your plan will be paid back because they're just using the actuarial tables based on that death benefit. Hey, I'm looking at my clock here. I need to take a quick break, but stick around. When I come back, we're going to continue learning about the two different types of asset-based plans that pay you back and how the amount that you get paid back is determined. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back. And, um, you know, you just heard the ads. We've got a couple classes coming up next month, the 17th and the 22nd. And by the way, if you're listening live on KOA on Saturday, the 20th, um, that's when the show's going to air. You're actually got chance to jump on a Saturday morning uh, webinar that's going to kick off 9 o'clock Rocky Mountain time. So, um, But the next class is for June the 17th, which is a Saturday, and the 22nd, which is a Thursday. Go to our website, 525longtermcare.com, sign up, and you can also download and subscribe to the podcast there as well. Today, we're answering a question from Dylan, a listener to our podcast out of Texas who wants to know how companies can pay you back more than you put in, and is your money earning interest, or is it invested? We're going to touch on that a little bit later in the show, the last segment, so stick around on that, like what they're actually doing with your money. But we just touched on some of the factors that determine how much your plan will pay you back, including how you fund your plan, how much benefits your plan has, what kind of riders you have on your plan, your age, and your health. Um, at the time when you take out that plan. Now I want to move to the final factor, which is what kind of asset-based plan do you have? 
And asset-based plans are known as linked benefits. That's what the IRS calls them, linked benefits, meaning we are linking two things together. So it's long-term care insurance, a 7702B rider under the IRS code, long-term care insurance is going to be linked with either some kind of life insurance component or some kind of deferred annuity, which is just a savings vehicle. So the life insurance or the annuity portion is what we call the base policy. So what I want you to think about when I talk about these asset-based plans is think of two buckets of money. They're linked together, but bucket one is the base policy. That's going to be either made up of a deferred annuity or some kind of life insurance component. Bucket two is just a big bucket of long-term care insurance. So, So think of it that way. The linked long-term care benefit is pure long-term care insurance that's going to kick in bucket two. You have bucket one that you can also use for long-term care insurance. So the IRS says, hey, yeah, it's life insurance technically, but you can use that for long-term care insurance. And when you run out of that, then we have the linked benefit of additional long-term care insurance. So it's not just a life insurance policy that you're going to use up the death benefit. You're going to use up the death benefit, but then you're going to also have up to an unlimited lifetime long-term care benefit behind that. And then annuities work the same way. Now, with just about all asset-based plans, we're going to bur- <coughs> excuse me, we're going to burn through bucket one, that base policy, usually within the first two to four years. Two years is the most common, that 24-month on the individual policies. So that means that when we go on long-term care claim, we're just spending down bucket one, the first 24 months. Then you just seamlessly roll into bucket two, which is what we're going to call a continuation of benefits, meaning we're going to continue to pay that long-term care benefit out for another two years, four years, six years, maybe even an unlimited lifetime benefit, depending on how you set it up. These two distinct categories of asset-based plans make up the vast majority of the plans available today, and there's different variations between them, meaning there's some lots of different life insurance versions and there's lots of different annuity versions. Let's start off with the long-term care plans that are a deferred annuity that are linked to that savings-based plan. These are generally funded with a single lump sum, but not always. Some carriers will allow you to fund these base policies with a single lump sum and then pay that continuation of benefits, that bucket number two, over time. But as a general rule, the vast majority of these policies are just funded with a single lump sum. That's how most of the plans are set up. And that's where you get the most value. We often to refer to these plans as savings-based plans because they tend to grow in value from time that you take them out, just like a savings account does. They're earning interest. You're paying for some insurance inside that contract, but they're growing over time. The amount you deposit into your account is returned to you for long-term care over the first 24 months. As you earn interest, the account balance grows. The amount you can pull out each month increases as well. So let's just take an example. You deposit $100,000 into your account. You can pull out $41.66 a month. If the account grows to $110,000 because it earned interest, now we're going to be able to pull out $45.83 a month. So as your balance goes up, your long-term care balance goes up too. But that's just not why you set up one of these savings plans. I mean, if you just keep your money in the savings account, you could do the same thing, right? If you say, well, I've got $100,000, and if I divide it by 24 months, I get $41.66. The reason why you would put that $100,000 into a linked benefit plan is for the insurance behind that base policy that comes with it. It's what we call the continuation of benefits again. So that is going to give us the leverage. So three times what we put into our account is now available for insurance. So that $100,000 you deposit is, yes, it's $41.66 a month the first 24 months. But guess what? It's $41.66 the next 48 months as well, too. You have a total of six years of long-term care coverage. If your base grows up to $110,000, you can now pull out $45.83 a month for six years instead of just having two years worth of coverage if you left it in your savings account. The interest you earn is based on the way the plan is set up and how old you are at the time when you take it out. So let's look at our most popular savings-based plan. They guarantee a rate based on the current market rates, which and they guarantee that rate for 12 months at a time. So you take it out today, it's guaranteed for 12 months. And then what they do is they're going to take every year, that anniversary date, they're going to reset that rate. Now, Based on your age, they're going to keep some of the interest that you earn every year, but that's locked in at the age that you take it out. So if you take out a plan at 65, for instance, the cost of that insurance is going to be about 1.5%. This is locked in. So that will never change. So currently, that contract's paying 4.5%. That means that your actual money you deposit is growing by 3% the first year. So that's the interest you're netting out. 
So $100,000, you're in 4.5%. The insurance company keeps 1.5%, so you're netting 3%. So the 100000 turns into $103,000 at the end of the year. And guess what? Your long-term care benefit has now gone from 300000 to $309,000 because you earn that dollar of interest. You get $3 of long-term care. Now, there's other carriers out there that will give you a locked interest rate for five years, seven years, even 10 years. Those rates tend to be lower, though. If we just look at what the actual market, especially now we're in a rising interest rate market, but there's different variations of those. We even have uh, one carrier that just simply adjusts their rate periodically. They're just, you know, it might adjust once or twice during the year. You don't know. It's just going to be based on the current rates that are out there, kind of like a savings account. But the bottom line is you earn interest in the account which, by the way, is tax-deferred. You're not getting a 1099 on it like you do with your savings account or your CDs, but you're earning interest, and what's going to happen is for every dollar of interest you earn, you earn $3 additional long-term care insurance, and when you use that money for long-term care, all of it comes out tax-free. That's the beauty of these savings-based plans. So if we're worried about getting more money back, well, yeah, these savings-based plans, as a general rule, whatever you put in, they're going to just grow in value. Some years they're going to grow a little bit more than other years, but as a general rule, they're going to tend to grow up up and some of them you cannot go down in value. So that's number one asset-based plan. Now let's move the discussion over to our most popular plan. This is the second type of benefit and it's a linked benefit plan with a life insurance component. So bucket one, the base policy is now life insurance. Now, again, we're not getting this for life insurance. If you just need pure life insurance, go out and we'll find you life insurance. There's a better way to do that. But this life insurance is simply a way to pay the estate back tax-free if you don't use your long-term care insurance. Savings plans don't do that. If you put $100,000 in and when you die, the estate gets $150,000, they got to pay tax on that $50,000 gain. Life insurance policies don't work that way. One of the key differences with the life insurance-based plans is that we can fund them over time as opposed to a single deposit like most savings-based plans. So you, that's what I've got. I'm making 10 guaranteed level payments into my plan. But keep this in mind. It's still the same leverage. If you do a single deposit up front on a life insurance-based policy, you're going to get more insurance for the dollar versus you spreading it out because there's more risk to the insurance company. So let's take a 60-year-old woman, for example, who deposits $100,000 to the insurance company. This will give her $6,566 a month for a total of 75 months. So $492,000 of long-term care insurance. And if she doesn't use it, $164,000 is paid back. So that $100,000 going into a savings-based plan is going to grow over time where the $100,000 in life insurance becomes one sixty-four dollars if she dies, and that starts day one. It's not going to change, though. It has no chance of growing. She could also lower her monthly payment to, say, you know, $5,300 a month, and that would drop her death benefit down, too, but that $5,300 a month would be unlimited. So lots of different options here. But unlike the savings-based plans, the amount returned is higher than the deposit amount. That's guaranteed day one. The savings-based, yeah, you're going to earn that interest year one, but that's it. That's all they're guaranteeing is one year at a time, where the life insurance just guarantees you that large amount because that's based on actuarial tables. Now, if you added inflation riders, that would have a change on that effect as well, too. So, you know, let me clear the fog here for a second, because I know I've been throwing a lot of numbers out here and just rattling these numbers off like an auctioneer, and it's hard on the radio. But here's what I want you to know. Asset-based plans can pay you back more than you put in, or they can pay you less than you put in. It's up to you and how you design the plan. You're in control of that when you set up the plan. Values that are paid back if you don't use the plan can grow on a savings-based plan, but they are static if we're using a life insurance component. The biggest advantage of the life insurance component is that that extra money is paid back to the estate tax-free. That's why that makes up for about 80% of the business out there on these asset-based plans. But here's the catch. You have to qualify for that life insurance. That underwriting is a little bit harder than it is on a savings-based plan because the savings-based plan, if you put that money in and you go out and get hit by the bus and die, there's no extra money the insurance company's paying out, just simply whatever interest you earned. But on the life insurance, there's a life insurance, there's a, there's a component, right? So you put that 100 in and you die tomorrow, they got to pay 164 
That's the risk to the insurance company. So what you need to know is, yes, you can get more money back than you put into your plan. It's going to base on how you set up your plan, how you fund your plan. And the reason why you might use one over the other might be based on health or it might be based on access to the policy. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next segment, but I've got to take a break for the news. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to Megan, our client of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up a savings-based plan and why we went with that option. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back. And uh, if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio Podcast, we're on every week. Um, If you subscribe to the podcast on our website at 525longtermcare.com, you'll get notified when that podcast comes out. It usually hits Friday, sometimes Thursday, but usually it's based on when I get it recorded during the week, but usually it hits on Friday. And then it's live on uh, several radio stations on Saturday. That's why we have the breaks. And if you're listening on the podcast, you'll hear me saying, I got to take a break. And then sometimes it'll just go straight back into the podcast. Well, I've got to take a break for the news and stuff when we're on the radio stations. And so that's what you're hearing. But at the bottom of the hour every week, we bring you a client of the week. And I'll tell you, this is really the meat of the show. This is where I just want you to listen. And again, this isn't a, a, a class about that you have to take notes on. I just want you to understand the 10,000-foot view that there's lots of options and lots of different ways to design these plans. We're not buying a box of cereal that's the same for everybody and the same price off the shelf. What we're doing is we're designing a custom plan based on your particular situation. And this week we have Megan. Megan is 63. She's still working. She's a registered nurse. She has one daughter who just got married last year. She came to us looking for options to put a long-term care plan in place. She has quite a bit of experience as a registered nurse with families that have entered into extended care situations. Her concerns, number one, not ending up on Medicaid. And this is the truth. When you're a nurse and those healthcare workers out there, you see this, right? The families come in and their life suddenly changes. Someone has a stroke or they're diagnosed with something and all of a sudden their life changes and they don't have the assets to pay and they realize, oh, well, this isn't a Medicare covered event anymore. You're going to Medicaid. You're becoming a ward of the state. You're going to spend all your assets down and it's a mess. So she doesn't want that. She's seen how the system works and she doesn't want to be a ward of the state. Another big concern for her She does not want to be a burden on her daughter. Megan is very close with her daughter. They've always been very close, but you know, her daughter's life has recently changed. She met a wonderful man. They got married. They're talking about having kids now. And she's like, you know, they're going to be busy. She's got her whole life in front of her. And she goes, if something happens to me, I don't want to be a burden on my daughter. I don't want my daughter feeling guilty. Like she has to give up her life and take care of me. and, And she's got her own life now. So she, that was a big concern for her. She's really worried about the rising cost of long-term care services. And, you know, she's afraid that that could wipe out her savings and her investments down the road if something happens to her. And the bottom line is she wants to stay in control of her care options. She doesn't want to burn through all of her assets. And she doesn't want to be dependent on her daughter caring for her. So those are her concerns. Now, what we found out about Megan when we started working with her is, you know, she's in great shape physically. We could get her coverage through any of the policies, including just traditional pay-as-you-go plans, so that wasn't a problem. She was still working full-time, and she planned on doing so for at least another couple of years, uh, maybe part-time after that. She wasn't sure. She's like, you know, I'll I'll see how much I like it. Um, Some of it's also going to depend on... Like she said, if I become a grandma and, you know, maybe I want to spend more time with the grandkids. So she's just kind of keeping her options open. She will have a small pension when she retires. She will have Social Security. She has a 401k that she's still contributing to. So she's looking at it from her point saying, look, you know, I should be okay. I live pretty frugal, but I'm going to have a small pension on my Social Security and I'll have my my withdrawals from my 401k. I'll be fine. I should be able to cover my basic expenses. She owns a small home. That she plans on staying in for now, but she says, once I retire, I might sell that. I might downsize. It depends where my daughter ends up settling up. Um, so she's going to you know, think about that. She's keeping that option open as well. 
Now, Megan did inherit some money a couple of years ago, um, and it's just really been setting in savings accounts. She said, this isn't money I want to invest. It's my rainy day money. It wasn't money I was counting on, so it's just been setting in the bank since then. Megan would really like to leave something to her daughter as well. She said, look, I, I would. we didn't grow up with money. Um, she said, we worked really hard. My daughter's worked really hard to get through school and do all those things. And she goes, I would like to be able to help out and maybe have grandkids. I'd like to maybe be able to help out her family if I can. So that was something that she, you know, that she just was concerned about when she's looking at the value of her estate and what she had uh, saved up so far. What she wanted from a plan. Well, Megan, you know, she wanted to make sure that she had enough money coming in so she didn't have to drain her assets. She said, look, between my Social Security and my pension, then if I could fill that gap and make sure that I have enough money to pay for care, wherever it's home or assisted living, without just draining and selling off all my assets, that would make her feel a little bit more comfortable. She um, wanted to avoid ongoing payments on a plan. So she she had seen some long-term care. She had looked at it before, especially the traditional. And she said, I don't really want to just keep paying payments in my retirement year. So I want to avoid that if I can. She wanted the money to be paid back if she didn't use it. She loved the idea of these asset-based plans. She'd never heard about them. And she said that just is what really got her, you know, looking into this again. She worried, honestly, about something changing and maybe needing the money. So that was the big thing for her. Yes, I would like to just set up an asset-based plan and not have ongoing payments. But at the same sense, what if something changes in my life and I somehow I need that money? So that was a real concern for her that she she sprouts. So she said, I, I, I want to kind of know how that works. I'm looking at a plan. And she wanted a plan that would pay for care in home. And if she moved like to another state, like her daughter moved, make sure that plan would go with her. And she's like, it's like, I just want to make sure that I have coverage wherever I go. And folks, I'll just tell you that it doesn't matter where you buy your plan. All the plans are going to cover you in all 50 states. And there's some states that don't sell particular plans, but that doesn't mean if you buy a plan in another state that you can't take it there. So, But people always ask me that. Yes, you can move and, and some policies even give you coverage you know, in, in Canada or, or international coverage. So that was a concern for her. So here's what we did for Megan. Um, I'm going to just tell you, this was a very interesting case for me because there were a lot of variables that I was looking at, and she had plenty of options. We could have done a traditional plan for, or we could do any of the asset-based plans. She chose not to do a traditional plan because she wanted to avoid the payments, and she also wanted to make sure that the money she was putting into her plan would come back to the estate if she did not use her plan. She didn't want to just pay premiums for something that she you know, might not use and not have anything go back to the estate. So that was key for her. So we ended up saying, okay, let's look at the asset-based plans. And we looked at several asset-based options, and we settled, <laughs> excuse me, we settled on a savings-based plan for one main reason. The savings-based plans give you some liquidity. They give you some access to your money without canceling your plan. Now, the life insurance plans will do that as well, especially if you're doing a 10-pay. You can access some of the cash value. You can borrow some of that out, but it's a little bit more complicated. On the savings-based plans, we have carriers out there that after that first 12 months, you deposit money. You can take 10% of that money out without canceling your plan. So if you take $10,000 out, you would reduce your long-term care benefit by 30000 Because let's just say you put 100000 in and you would have 300000 of long-term care, but you take 10000 out, so you, now you have $90,000 of cash value. Well, you would now have $270,000 of long-term care. But you can do that without penalty on some of these cases. And so that was something that we really, when we were going back and I was comparing the different options, and I'll tell you about those in a minute, we were looking at all these options. And the one thing I just looked at Megan, I said, look, you still got a lot figured out. You haven't retired yet. What happens if your job doesn't, you know, you don't get to work another two years. You don't get to max out your 401k or something happens by repositioning some of this money. We now know that we can go in and get some of this without canceling the plan. So that is what she really liked about this plan that we set up. So that's why we want the savings based plan. So here's here's how the plan works. Megan's going to deposit $163,000 with the insurance company. This was just money that was sitting in savings accounts. Um, she had some money in CDs, but this was just sitting there in liquid savings accounts. So $163,000 that came from an inherited um, pool of money that she had that she was saving for a rainy day. This is going to give her an immediate long-term care bucket of money of 489000 So that's that three-to-one leverage. She puts out... 
163 in today. Tomorrow, she has $489,000 of long-term care insurance. She can pull out $6,791 a month. So that's six years of coverage, and that starts day one. Now, after 12 months has gone by, she actually has a larger bucket of money because her money that she deposited earned interest. That interest also grows the long-term care benefit. So starting year two, she's going to have $504,000 of long-term care insurance, and she's going to have $7,002 a month that she can pull out for six years. Okay, so her cash value, that $163,000, grew to $168,040. All right, now that's a guaranteed number. So what's going on here? How, what's happening in this plan? Again, think of these as savings-based plans. What she's doing is she deposited that $163,000. It's earning interest. The current rate right now is 4.5% from this particular company. The company is going to charge her 1.35% for the insurance, which is the leverage, meaning that that's how the 163 turned into 489 day one is because that's the insurance. That's that three-to-one leverage. So when she deposits that money, what's happening is, yes, she's earning 4.5%. The insurance company is going to say, we're going to keep 1.35% out of that. So she's netting 3.15% that first year. And that's tax-deferred growth, by the way, folks, meaning she's not going to get a 1099-I for that, meaning she doesn't have to pay tax on that interest gain like she would if she leaves it in her savings account or her CD. Now, beginning year two, she will be credited with a new interest rate, and that will be locked for the next 12 months. And the new rate will go, and it'll happen again the next 12 months. And that new rate is going to be based on the current market conditions, just like a savings account. You can't go to the bank and say, what's the savings rate going to be next year? You, you know, you have to look at the trend. Where are we going? Are we in a rising rate? Or are we in a decreasing rate? But that's the same way these programs work, or this particular one does. So you can get locked rates in right at a bank, but you got to go to CDs. You're not going to do that in a savings account. Now, this plan for Megan will lock the rate for 12 months every year. And what happens is as long as she's getting more than 1.35% on that account, her balance is going to be going up, which means every dollar in interest she earns, she'll be earning three more dollars of long-term care. That basically is just kind of a built-in inflation rider. And I will tell you, since I've been writing this particular contract, I have not seen the rates below 2%. And you got to remember, we had 10-year treasury bills that were at 0.6% and 30-year government bonds around 2%. So there's a good chance that this account is going to just continue to grow year after year after year for her because her cost of insurance is only 1.35%. Now, what if rates go to zero? Uh, okay, so let's just say after year one, her rates go to zero. Well, guess what? The account's not going to go down. Her account still grew in value, so she's still going to have that $504,000 of long-term care insurance. She's still going to have $168,000 of cash value. She's still going to have $7,000 a month. It will never go below that. So these can only stair-step up. And not all carriers do this. This is something to be very clear with. When we're talking about asset-based plans, these savings-based plans, there's different variations. Some of them give us a locked rate for 5, 7, or 10 years. And then it's going to reset. Others change the rate constantly like a savings account. This one locks it for 12 months at a time. This one doesn't allow the value to go down. Some of the other ones do allow the value to go down. Your cash value could go down and your long-term care could go down or it could go up. So keep that in mind. There's there's a lots of differences out there. The difference here for, for Megan is that that three-to-one leverage, it's tax-free for long-term care. And simply put, this is just a better savings account for Megan. And if she needs access to that money, that's what's great. These other features. She can go take 10% a year out. After 12 months, she can take out 10% every year without canceling that plan. So if she's two years down the road and she says, I need $12,000 or $15,000, she can go take that out of that plan without any penalty and without canceling her plan. It will reduce the long, total long-term care benefit by $3 for every dollar she takes out. Other nice things about this plan, zero-day waiting for home care, meaning that she doesn't have a 90-day elimination period like some of the traditional plans do. She has coverage in all 50 states. She has comprehensive coverage, which means home, community care, adult daycare, assisted living, um, nursing homes, continuing care retirement centers, special memory clinics. She's not limited to location on this plan. When she triggers her long-term care event, and again, she needs help with two ADLs, 
or she's cognitively impaired, she's got the ability to pull out up to that full monthly benefit, whatever it's grown to at that point. And think of what this really does for, for, for Megan. Number one, it gives her a peace of mind. She knows now that like, even if things just stay, go back to zero, she has $7,000 a month guaranteed for six years. That number is not going to go down. That $7,000 plus her Social Security plus her small pension makes her feel comfortable that she's not going to have to drain down her retirement account or sell her home to pay for care. And she has access to her money if she needs it. And bottom line is she's protected. That's what's just great about these plans. Um, Looking at my clock here, let me squeeze in a a break here, come up for air. And when we get back, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the original question that Dylan had about how the money is invested in these asset-based plans. And I'll tell you what you need to know. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and uh, thank you for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio this week. Um, We are just in our final segment here. And again, we've got a couple classes coming up. Just go to our website, 525longtermcare.com. They're going to have the June classes up there. We got one on a Saturday morning. We got one on a Thursday afternoon. It's the 17th and the 22nd. And again, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast on the 19th or the 20th, we do have a class on the 20th in the morning that kicks off at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. So uh, you could still have time for that. And when you sign up for a class, it's easy squeezy. All you do is you sign up and then uh, we're going to email you a link. You just click on that link and it's a live webinar. You don't have to download software or anything. Just make it simple, simple, easy. Now, before we get into the, the back to that original question that Dylan asked about how the money's invested with insurance companies, I want to go back to our client of the week for a second, Megan. This is something that was very interesting to me that we looked at, if we took that exact same money, that 163000 and put it into a life insurance-based asset care plan, she would have got $9,648 a month. And again, she's, you know, 7000 So she would have got another $2,600 a month for six years. And she would have had a death benefit of 241000 which means that's a guaranteed amount. That's not going to go down. If she goes out and gets hit by the bus, two forty one's paid out. If she uses less than 241000 of long-term care, the difference is paid back to the estate. 
but she would have $723,000 of long-term care insurance versus 504. Well, why didn't she take that one? Well, when we really crunch the numbers, we got to ask, you know, what do we get? I, I tell everybody, we're buying a car. If I really need to tow the boat, and maybe it's only once or twice a year, you're not going to get it done with the Prius. So you can go buy the Prius and get the better gas mileage. But if you want to tow the boat once or twice a year, you're going to need something a little bit bigger. And so when we were looking at Megan's situation, one of her concerns is like, I inherited this money. It's just setting in savings. That's my rainy day fund. But if I lose my job or something crazy happens, she said, I don't know that I necessarily want to go in and drain my retirement account or something. So what we did on the savings-based plan, the reason why we went that route is just for the liquidity. Now, if she stays healthy three or four years down the road, she has access to that account value in her savings-based plan. We could reposition that into a lifetime benefit plan with a death benefit if she really wanted to. But that's what we're going to help you with when we design a plan. It's like, yes, it's not the same for everybody. On the surface, would I rather have you know $9,600 a month for six years for the same amount of money? Yes, I would rather have that. But... The trade-off is if she needed her money back, you know, a year two, she's going to get $109,000 back if she cancels her plan after putting 163 in. If she does the same thing with an asset base or with the savings-based plan, she's going to get guaranteed to get $156,000 back. So she's not really losing much. I mean, she's losing the difference between the 163, so $7,000. And by the way, $7,000 a month of long-term care insurance on a traditional plan with no insurance for six years would cost her about $8,000 a year. So the savings-based plan is still a, just the cheapest way. She's just trading a little bit of interest for insurance. That's why we went that route. So I just wanted to, you know, as we're talking about these different plans, why would we use one over the other? Megan could have qualified for the life insurance version, absolutely, and it did have a little bit more benefit. But she liked the idea of having the liquidity on the savings-based plan, and that's why we set that plan up. And if we want to change it down the road, she's still young enough. You know, you can get asset-based plans up to age 80, so not a problem. So starting off today, we're asking uh, – we had the question about Dylan, a listener to our podcast, and he was asking how the insurance companies pay you back. And so we kind of went through that today, what, what causes that, you know, how you set up your plan, things like that. But another part of the question was – can the policies lose value? So are they invested? And if that investment goes down, the money you give them, can they lose value? And I want to talk about that for a second here, because this is a great question. Number one, insurance companies use actuarial science. Okay. So that just means they're looking at the village of a thousand and they're calculating all this risk and the odds and they're doing all these things. And then they're also looking at what interest rates are and what the return on that money is. And they're trying to calculate how much they're going to have to pay out versus how much they're earning. And that's how they kind of figure out these insurance premiums on everything from our home to our, our cars, to our life and our health insurance. So long-term care is no different. But here's what they don't do. The insurance companies are not investing the money in the market. Insurance companies are cash reserve companies. So if you're saying, well, how can somebody put $100,000 in and be guaranteed $164,000 death benefit? Well, that's the actuarial science. They're looking at your age and your health, and they're saying statistically, this is how much of a run we're going to have to earn interest to be able to pay that 164. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. That's why we get the insurance. Because statistically, yeah, we probably will live a nice long life. But if we don't, we have the insurance. That's the whole point of it, right? We have it for the, the what if things aren't perfect. So the insurance companies are cash reserve companies. And even the savings-based plans, they're buying government treasury. So cash reserve just simply means that they've got to have that money that you give them liquid assets. So you can see if they're giving, you're, you're walking in with a $100,000 check, insurance company is going to go out and buy a government treasury. And most likely, if it's a um, long-term care policy, it's going to be a 30-year treasury. And so they're just looking at what those rates are paying, 2.8, 3%. They know what they're going to get for the next 30 years. If it's a 10 pay, well, now the company has a little bit more risk because what are the rates doing today? Well, the rates are higher than they were a couple years ago, but they could also go back down. So five years down the road, when you write them that premium check, they might have to invest that at a lower yield. So they're always trying to figure that stuff out. But what you need to understand is they are not investing it in the market. You're not going to go down in value. Values on long-term care insurance, and this is the question that Dylan wants to know, can that value go down? Well, 
some of the savings based plans can if your interest let's say like you know you're paying two percent cost for insurance and the interest rate drops to one percent some companies will take that difference out of your principal balance there's a couple of companies out there that do that this one we talked about today doesn't do that if 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 megan remember she just has to earn more than 1.3 percent for her contract to grow every year in value but let's say it's only earning 0.5 percent interest or or 0.10 percent interest well guess what megan's contract doesn't go down in value it's guaranteed lock so it can only go up in value the life insurance chassis, those are, again, all guaranteed components. The benefit is guaranteed, the long-term care benefit, and the death benefit. And that's a static number. You're not going to see that death benefit growing over time. Death benefits that grow over time, you can do that on whole life insurance that earns dividends. So you start out at $500,000, and pretty soon you got 623000 of death benefits because those dividends being paid back to you are buying up additional life insurance. On long-term care, what we're doing is we're putting that growth into the long-term care benefit. That's why we got it. The only reason why there's a death benefit is to return that premium back to the estate in a tax-favorable way. That's it. That's the only reason. So I hear this all the time. Well, I don't need life insurance. It's like, well, we can do a savings-based plan, but if your 100 turns into 164, somebody owes tax on 64000 or you can take the life insurance chassis and you can say, well, my 100 is guaranteed to be 164 and nobody has to pay tax on that and it stays out of probate. Oh, I like the life insurance. And so, again, you got to qualify that. But, again, that's the wonderful thing. The reason why we get insurance is for the guarantees, the immediate leverage, the guarantees. We don't have to worry about the value going down. We know we can look out in the future and say that is what my policy is going to pay me. I know that for sure. So, again, thank you for your interest. Sign up for a class, 525longtermcare.com. Download and subscribe to our podcast. You'll get notified when this comes up. And, again, two classes, the 17th and 22nd of June will be our next ones. I can't believe we're into June already. So um, I appreciate your interest. I'm going to get to work, and I'll have another new show next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.